Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Bummer for the United States men's national soccer team. But hey, we made it out of group stages, right? So don't don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Shout out to those guys putting in a lot of work. And the youngest team in the World Cup made it out of group stages. So you'd think the future is bright for the United States men's national team. And let's also just call a spade a spade. Uh, football and football not the same, right? So let's look at the football side of things, the American football side of things. Washington at the Giants tomorrow. And here's the 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 crazy part, right? As sports or as a season goes along for a team like Washington, I mean, roller coaster is an understatement, right? I mean, we've we've all been there following Washington where they start off kind of shaky, you lose faith and then they storm back. It's the Ron Rivera way of doing things. Uh, <laughs> it's just accepted at this point. And we're in the middle of the storm back right now. But but also individually, right? You look at players, the, the, the names that captivate the season. So I want to ask, are we past the point of worrying about Taylor Heineke? It, it went from Taylor Heineke is a spot start fill-in to Taylor Heineke should be the starter to Taylor Heineke needs to eliminate the crazy turnovers, play safer, not take so many chances. To now, like this whole week, I haven't even really heard much about him. I haven't even really, like the, the debates that have raged for two months, Heineke Wentz, Heineke Howell, Heineke needs to not do this, Heineke needs to not do that. It's been quiet this entire week. So I ask you and I open up the phone lines, 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. Are we past the point of worrying about Heineke, which would be a huge compliment, right? That tomorrow, gigantic game, massive game, huge game. Any, any other adjective for very, very important you can use game. Washington is playing a gigantic game over the weekend tomorrow against the Giants who are half a game ahead of them in the playoff standings, and they play the Giants their next two games. They go Giants by Giants. So, so going into this game, it's natural for, for those in the facility, for those outside the facility, right? For coaches, for, for players, for front office executives, trainers, as well as fans and media personalities and everybody on the outside to be a little concerned, Right, I mean, it's it's no different than going into the biggest presentation at your your job. Right, you could prepare for weeks, you could prepare for months. Heck, I don't. Maybe you prepare for years. I don't know what what industry you're in. Maybe it's something you've been working towards your whole career, and and you know you are prepared. But you go the night before, day before. Right. Okay. Well, that fourth. PowerPoint slide I need to I, I'm not as confident in or what if they ask me about this I'm not as confident in so so there's going to be concerns matter of fact there should be concerns if you're not concerned it's unhealthy 
right? Is there where on the list does Heineke fall? Are you still worried about Heineke, or does he get the pass, the the gold star, the graduation, the level up to to no longer being that biggest concern? Right, you go back a month, and, and I know I'm doing a lot of kind of time travel here, but just stick with me. Uh, you go back a month, and it was well, I love the wide receivers, I love Terry, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson when healthy. Right, I think if I think if you go back a month, he would have been out with the hammy. Uh, but Diami Brown, right? Logan Thomas is coming back. Antonio Gibson out of the backfield. If you go back a month, you love the receivers. The offensive line starting to play better. The defense, you love that defensive front. Kendall Fuller making plays. Jamin Davis starting to show some of that potential you hoped he would show as a first-round pick. But at the time, it was like, but all of that doesn't matter if Taylor Heineke can't put it together. All of that doesn't matter if in the biggest moment Taylor Heineke throws an interception or, or if, if Taylor Heineke can't bail himself out. That was the conversation, but I'm not hearing that anymore. So does he level up? Has he graduated from that part of the, the, the game? And if so, man, that is big. Right? If so, man, that is important. The other side of it, right? Because we're, we're going to talk about Heineke a lot because, you know, we have there's a big game tomorrow. <laughs> and the, the quarterback is the most important position in sports. We're going to talk about Heineke. But, but let me ask you the flip side of the coin, right? And by the way, the phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. I hope to hear from many of you over the next few hours here, 1-800-636-1067. Since we've had the newer, safer Taylor Heineke, which is what we asked him to do, okay? It's what Coach Rivera asked him to do. It's what we asked him to do. I'm sure it's what the, the defense was asking him to do for sure. Since we've had the newer, safer Taylor Heineke, matter of fact, Ron Rivera called him a game manager again this weekend. Or this week, sorry. Use the term game manager, which you can pretend is, is not an insult, but it's an insult. Like, no one's ever called uh, Patrick Mahomes a game manager, Josh Allen a game manager, Lamar Jackson a game manager. Those guys just aren't called game managers. So, so don't uh, say it and then go, well, no, that's what I want him to do. That's a compliment. But since we've had the newer, safer game manager, Taylor Heineke, which I would say the last three weeks, I know he's thrown uh, probably two or three interceptions that wouldn't lead to that, but you're never gonna you're never gonna get zero interceptions from even the game managerist of the game managers. Since we've had the newer, safer Taylor Heineke, and the team has been doing plenty enough around him, do you have any concern that he can flip the switch to go back to the make magic happen at the end of a game, Taylor Heineke? I want to see if he can turn on the magic that that has been coached out of him so aggressively as of late. It's 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 one of the hardest things a coach can do is make a player work within their system while also keeping what makes them special. Right? We we it's actually traditionally more of a running quarterback conversation. Okay, and, and if you know me, and, and hopefully you're getting to know me, the more and more I jump on 106.7 The Fan hosting overtime, you'll know I can nerd out about quarterbacks. So, so it's traditionally more of a running quarterback conversation. We're seeing it happen in real time with Josh Allen. We see it happen every single Sunday with Lamar Jackson. How do you take advantage of what they bring to the table that no one else brings to the table 
while also coaching that recklessness and, and that uh, willingness to take hits out of them. If you watch Thursday Night Football, you saw Josh Allen trying to hurdle defenders. And I know for a fact, Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator up there in Buffalo, Sean McDermott, their head coach up there in Buffalo, is watching him going, what are you doing? But at the same time, the willingness to hurdle defenders is part of what makes Josh Allen special. So Taylor Heineke, he might not be 6'5", 240, likes to run people over and jump over people like Josh Allen, but he does have this, you know, I've been calling it Heineke magic. Uh, That's probably the the most positive way to describe it. You could call it Heineke recklessness. You could could call it Heineke playing playing with uh, reckless abandon or or some kind of over-the-top craziness. But, but... That is part of the reason why he's endeared himself to the fans. Part of the reason why he has managed to keep a grasp on this this tiny little ledge of, of a career is because that magic has worked out enough times. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, I don't want it to happen, but I know it will happen someday, if not tomorrow against the Giants, maybe the next game against the Giants, maybe against the Cowboys, maybe down the line even further. I don't want it to happen. But if it does happen, I want to see what Taylor Heineke brings to the table when they're down 10 late in a game. Fourth quarter, down 10, what does he do? Is he, is he taking Charlie checkdowns like we saw from Mac Jones on Thursday where they got down by a bunch and then suddenly he's just dumping it off to the running back for four yards a pop? It's good for your completion percentage, not really good for a potential comeback. Or does Taylor Heineke still have you know that, that Ferrari in the garage? that Lamborghini in the garage that he can break out and go 0 to 102.4 seconds. Maybe it'll crash. We've seen that. But maybe it'll just go 100 miles an hour and be really, really fun. The Heineke conversations have have changed. They've gone quiet. They've, They've maneuvered. Is he the concern? Is he no longer the concern? Which would be a huge compliment if you're more worried about other guys on the team, other positions than he is. And at the same time, does he still keep that part that made him special, or has that been completely coached out of him, and now he's some kind of robot game manager? Only time will tell, but maybe Charlie in College Park can help us out. I want to hear from all of you on the call-in line. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. That's 1-800-636-1067. Feel free to call in. Charlie in College Park has some quarterback comments. Uh, Charlie, thanks for calling in. What do you have for us? Hi, can you hear me okay? Yep, I got you fine. Hello? What are your uh, what are okay, your quarterback great. comments? Now, he will always be the X factor for me. Uh, just a little bit of background for what it's worth. I played this game up through the semi-pro level. I've been watching pro football since 1958. I played it all my young life up until I was 36. I think I know football at least somewhat. Games are won and lost in the offensive, defensive lines. The offensive line pass blocking has gotten a lot better. That's what hurt Carson Wentz so much, and nobody says that much. But, but Taylor Heineke makes the bonehead plays. Yes, he does manage the game well. He makes some good throws. He locks on receivers, particular um, – uh, God, I'm blocking on receivers. McLaurin. The big gun. McLaurin, no, yeah, McLaurin. And on the out patterns, he doesn't have the arm strength. Everybody knows that. He throws the ball that floats a little bit because he throws off his back foot. I'm not damning him, Danny. I'm not saying Wentz should be playing ahead of him. That's not what I mean at all. He's the best they have right now. But he's a threat. The last game, remember those two plays where he was in the extreme pressure and he tried to throw those, quote, passes? 
to avoid uh, intentional grounding over. One was close to being a lateral. Those are game-breaking plays potentially, especially if you're in the red zone. It kills you. And the interceptions, there's no guarantees he's going to throw interceptions, going to make those plays. But I think that possibility is always there. I think 80-20, he's okay. But the 20% okay. against good teams, you've got good teams coming up in critical situations, playoffs, you can't do that and win. Thanks. I appreciate the call, Charlie, and, and that's kind of what I was looking for, right? That that call right there from Charlie, and, and thank you very much for calling in. Uh, everyone else, feel free as well, 1-800-636-1067. That call from Charlie right there sounded like the conversations we had about Taylor a month ago, right? That sounded like the conversations we had about Taylor as he was taking over for Carson Wentz. And, and it seems like they had gone quiet. And, and obviously there's always still going to be, you know, a, a grain of, of that around. But also when you're winning games and, and you're, you know, when, when the big knock on you is you make the big clutch mistake, which is I, I believe what Charlie was getting at there, right? 80-20 good, but that 20% can kill you. If, if, if that's the big knock on you and you're winning games consistently – at what point is it like, well, you're not making the big mistakes, so it'll fall off of your, your reputation? Now, maybe you know six games isn't enough for it to fall off of his reputation for Charlie, but for some of you, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. This is 106.7 Overtime on 106.7 The Fan, I should say. I'm Tim Donnelly, and coming up, let's just look at the teams. We, we looked at the quarterback because that's where everything starts, but how does Washington, the commanders as a team, beat the New York football Giants tomorrow. I have an outside-the-box option that I want to throw your way. That's coming up next. Welcome back into Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Tim Donnelly, and I want to hear from you. 1-800-636-1067. I asked a whole bunch of questions uh, during the last segment about the quarterback in Washington. First of all, I just want to say how nice it is and, and how clean cut it is to just say the quarterback in Washington and not have to answer who, right? You say the quarterback in Washington, everyone's talking Heineke. I asked a whole bunch of questions about him. Uh, does he still have the magic of, of the chaos or have they coached him into a game manager robot over the last month? Uh, is he the least of your concerns or is he no longer the major concern, which, which to me would be a huge feather in his cap if he were able to work his way out of the, the biggest concern category uh, to answer some of those questions e in fredericksburg has called then you can call in as well 1-800-636-1067 e thanks for calling in what are your quarterback comments yes sir thank you for taking my call i listen to you guys every day and you guys are amazing and i appreciate what you do and thank regard you to your question yes sir in regard to your question uh concerning heineke I've been a Washington fan all my life. I go all the way back to a fellow named Sonny Jurgensen, number nine. <laughs> and I remember when, when he started to digress, a fellow named Billy Kilmer was taking his mm -hmm. place. When Kilmer threw the ball, you had no idea where it was going to go or who <laughs> it would go to. It looked like a duck that had been shot out of the air. But he had heart. And when he came in, he motivated that team with his heart. That's what Heineke does. You cannot measure the heart of an athlete. And that's what he gives the team. He's going to throw interceptions. He's going to screw up, excuse my language. But he has heart, and you cannot measure that. That's where he's at. 
thank you for your time. Thank you very much, E. And and again, like <laughs> uh, that's E in Fredericksburg. Uh, you can call in as well, 1-800-636-1067. Those things I don't think have ever been questioned about Heineke, right? It, it's Those things I don't think have ever been questioned. He is a guy that cares about it. Guys rally around him. Uh, you know, it's it's one of the the more fun things to talk about when talking about Heineke is is that kind of element of, of him and his personality. But I, but I also think, you know, Hart. There needs to be a baseline of play for Hart to matter like that, right? As as you heard uh, the the caller just say, right? Uh, sure, he's going to throw an interception from time to time. That might be okay if the Hart is over overcoming it, right? But on the other side, if it's sure he's going to throw three interceptions from time to time. I don't care how much heart you have, uh, right? So, so he does have to coach some element of his game into being a bit safer, and and I believe they've done that. I just hope they didn't take away what makes him special as far as the improvisation and the the you know finding a way on third and long on a game winning two minute drill. Those things that he's done in the past. I want to make sure we're not missing out on that. Also, I also want to look at this game from the the wide angle lens, right? We'll 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 dive back into Heineke. I'll, I'll talk quarterbacks. Till I'm blue in the face, but but I also want to dive into do the the, the minutia a little bit here, right? Washington at the Giants is a gigantic game for that franchise. It's a gigantic game for that coaching staff. It's a gigantic game for for so many reasons. And how does Washington pull off the victory? That's I mean that's the real question, right? Sure, we can ask, how do you get uh, Terry McLaurin the ball more? Sure, we can ask, how do you get that defensive line going, especially if Chase Young plays? We can ask all of those questions. But the real question is, how does Washington beat the Giants? And I have an outside-the-box answer, and it's very simple. Uh, Rope-a-dope. Right, where are my boxing fans at? We, we, we just had a caller say he's been paying attention to the, the, the Washington franchise since Sonny Jurgensen. How about we go back to, to Ali Foreman? Rope-a-dope. The NFL version of the Rope-A-Dope, I believe, can help Washington beat the Giants. Now, it probably won't, won't help them beat, it, beat the Giants the next game when they play them after the bye week, but hey, one game at a time, right? I think the Giants will punch themselves out of the game. I think they can tire themselves out if you just open your arms and say, go for it. If you just let them do it. Darius Slayton, Richie James, those are the go-to receivers for the Giants right now. Even though Daniel Jones is playing better, Darius Slayton is, is a big play threat. He's, he's a nice player. Richie James is a nice young player. But, but remember, this season started, they had, uh, well, they have a high-priced Kenny Galladay, who's looking like one of the worst free agent signings in a long time. They, they had Kadarius Toney, Wandale Robinson. They had all of these players, and, and they're all out for or gone for a variety of reasons. So the, the conventional wisdom is to do the, the thing that Bill Belichick gets all the credit for in New England, right? The conventional wisdom is to say, take away what they do best, which is obviously Saquon Barkley. The conventional wisdom would say, load the box, stop Saquon, make Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton, and Richie James beat you in the air. I say go the opposite. Just like Ali did against Foreman, right? Just like Ali did against Foreman. Do, go against what everyone says you think they should do. I want Washington to almost personally guarantee that Saquon Barkley gets 20 carries in the first half. Right? 
safeties, guard up on Slayton and James, guard up on the tight ends, maybe even go with a light box, meaning a, a light front seven, right, light run coverage. Get Saquon 20 carries in the first half, which may come with his success, right? Don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not knocking Saquon. That's a good player right there. But get him 20 carries in the first half and then just outlast him, right? Use your running game to tire out their defense. That's where Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson come into play. Offensive line is playing much better than it was a month ago. Use your running game and make sure they're using Saquon. Invite them to use Saquon. Just like you invite a giant puncher in the boxing ring to throw a ton of blows over the first three rounds, knowing that they don't have the stamina to last. If you look at what's happened to the New York Giants over the last three weeks, and, and if you've been able to catch uh, my segments, my, my hosting here on 106.7 The Fan, I've illustrated it from the very moment it happened. Three weeks ago, the Giants gave Saquon Barkley the ball 35 times. That's more than Derrick Henry ever got in a, in a non-overtime game. They, they, he had 35 carries in a single game. The two games since then, he's been a shell of his former self. They will overwork their running back without regard for the future, without regard for the rest of the game. If, if Washington can make the Giants go on a 12-play drive with eight touches by Saquon Barkley, even if it ends with a field goal, heck, maybe, 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 even if it ends in a touchdown, as long as you can match the touchdown, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of walking that back as it happens. But if you get eight carries from Saquon on one drive in the first quarter, I love it because then in the second half, they're going to have nothing left. Right, because Saquon's going to be exhausted, just like every running back would be if you're you're nearing 35 carries, and they won't be able to just keep giving it to him because he's exhausted. And I don't even think the Giants are are ridiculous enough to give him 40 carries in a game. So 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 invite it, right? Just like Ali invited Foreman to throw haymaker after haymaker, knowing, hey, once we get to the later rounds here, I'm going to be the one that's still going. Invite it. Go against the, the Belichick wisdom of, of take away what they do best and instead say, make them do what they do best too much early on so they can't do it later on. It's less catchy. It's less catchy, but we'll get with branding and marketing and, and we'll make it into something, right? We'll get that slogan boiled down a little bit. Use your running game and, and invite them to tire out Saquon Barkley. I'm not sure the Giants have much else if Saquon is, is eliminated from the game. And I think you can do that with pure exhaustion. And then obviously you're going to need a big game from your front seven. Jamin Davis is going to have to be running sideline to sideline. And, and when you have an opportunity to tackle Saquon, you have to do it. But I think that's a, an unusual way you can win. And then they'll have to pivot. And, and we talk about the, the Washington schedule for those of you that aren't looking ahead. They play Washington – or sorry, they play the Giants tomorrow, bye week, Giants again. So if you do something really unusual in the first game – they will have to prepare for that in the second game, and you can do whatever you want, and it's a, and it's a surprise, right? You, you set them up to fail in the future. That's what it's all about. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Tim Donnelly. I want to hear from you. How do you think? What do you think are the keys for Washington to beat the Giants this weekend? 1-800-636-1067 is the call-in number. That's 1-800-636-1067. Either way... No matter what you say is, is, is the key, I think we know that 
John Allen, Deron Payne, and Montez Sweat need to show up to play. Let's talk about the three big guys up front coming up next. Hopefully everyone's having a wonderful Saturday. I'm Tim Donnelly. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. If you are a fan of chaos, right, we're getting ready to talk about the, the big guys on the defense, Alan Payne and Sweat for the Commanders, and, and their future and their production. And I mean, I don't know if there's a more fascinating position group in all of the NFL than the defensive line for the Washington Washington Commanders. Uh, and their goal, their job, right? What does a defensive lineman do is create chaos. Uh, I like to say I'm a fan of chaos. I, I like to say, uh, you know, if I don't have a, a horse in the race, so to speak, I'm just rooting for, for something interesting to happen. Um, TCU taking on Kansas State right now in the Big 12 championship. TCU just got on the board with a touchdown. They struck first, five minutes to go in the first half. Or sorry, first quarter. Um, but I'd be lying if I, I wasn't thinking how crazy it would be if Kansas State beat TCU after seeing Utah beat, beat USC last night. Uh, I want to make those college football playoff committee uh, deciders really sweat and really have to make some decisions. Um, Obviously, if TCU wins, they're in. But if Kansas State can pull off the unprecedented, we could be in for something wild. So we'll keep you updated there and and just know I don't have a horse in the race. I'm not a TCU Horned Frogs fan. Definitely not a Kansas State Wildcats fan. Uh, So I'm just rooting for chaos over here. And I'm sure there's at least a couple of you that are in in the same boat. Just want to see, you know, college football playoff system go wild uh it is overtime on 106.7 the fan the phone lines are open 1-800-636-1067 uh the commander's window for their defense to be great is right now and they should not take that for granted right they already paid john allen but if you look at all those first round defensive linemen that are so beloved uh but are also becoming more productive it's it's a general manager or a a football decision maker, right? For some teams, it's the president of football operations. For some teams, it's general manager. For some teams, it's the head coach. Whoever the decision maker is that's putting the roster together, it is a first world problem, right? It is a caviar problem, a champagne problem for what they have going on in their defensive line. Montez Sweat, seven sacks, 11 tackles for a loss. Bananas. John Allen, six and a half sacks, 14 tackles for a loss. Bananas. Deron Payne, six and a half sacks, 13 tackles for a loss. Also, bananas. Chase Young, hopefully coming back soon. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show, but he's the most physically gifted of the four. So you have these four guys up there that three of them are producing at a high level right now. And the the way you deal with this problem, right, and, and it is a problem because all of these guys, all three of them, all four of them that I mentioned, if they were to hit the open market, if, if they were to, to um, become available by trade, would draw a massive price, right? Look at what guys like Nick Chubb, uh, I mean, really any of the, the near to elite defensive linemen in the NFL bring in. They, they are an extremely valuable commodity. Contenders can always use another. Rebuilding teams always want to build around the trenches. Like, these guys are extremely valuable. So, the, the, the problem with that is 
I don't know if you want to take so much of your salary cap and put it just on the front four, especially if you want to have depth at any other position. So eventually you're going to have to make a decision. Which of these guys do you keep around? Now, if you're a coach, you just don't think about it, right? That's that's a problem for future you. You, you, you just enjoy it while it's here. And that's what I'm talking about with the window. The window is right now. Don't take it for granted because eventually one, two of these guys are going to be gone. If you're a GM, if you're the decision maker, president of football operations, head coach, whoever is is carrying the most weight in that franchise, you almost need to constantly update your priority board. Okay, which one of these is our biggest priority? Which one of these is number one in our power rankings? John Allen's already signed, so I guess you could say he's number one. Is Payne next? Is Young next? Is Sweat next? Maybe it goes, goes Allen, uh, Young, sweat pain who knows but you have to keep a running tally of that because you do not want to be surprised when those decisions come through and while the gm is dealing with that right the gm is is deciding what the future of that defensive line looks like the team has to take advantage of it right now go look at the washington commander's schedule i'll I'll, matter of fact i'll do it for you these are the point totals allowed in their last, since this little winning turnaround happened, right? They were one and four through five weeks. They're now seven and five. Let's look at the last seven games. They've allowed seven points, 21 points, 16, 20, and a loss, 21, 10, and 13. That is an elite defense. Over the last seven weeks, their defense has been great through no small part for those exact reasons that I mentioned. Tackles for a loss and sacks from their three former first-round draft pick defensive linemen. And if you throw a healthy Chase Young, even if it is, even if you're throwing him in for 13, 15 plays per game, but they're the right 13 to 15 plays per game, right? They're the the correct pass-rushing plays. That defense is just going to get better this year. You better make some waves. Right, you like like. There's nothing more frustrating than a wasted great defense. There's nothing because because an offense that knows we only have to score 21, 24 points per game to win an astronomically astronomically high percentage of our games. That's I mean that's that's fish in a barrel, right? You you can manufacture that. It's the, game, it's the games where when you start, you don't know if you're going to have to score 35 or 15. I mean, that's you, you got to start off hot. You take chances. You, you never know. But if you can go into a game knowing, if you can go into a game knowing 21 wins it, which is essentially what the offense here, here knows, well, goodness gracious, that, that, that opens up your whole playbook. It's the equivalent of second and short. Well, I, I, as a former quarterback, I used to love second and two. I used to love second and one. Because, sure, you could run it up the middle, pick up two yards, get the first down. Great. Love it. Move on. But you could also play action, take a deep shot. You could also run your quick passing game. You could also run your traditional drop back deep passing game. You could also run a screen, a trick play. Because you always know, as long as you don't take a sack or a tackle for a loss, you, can, you only need to get that two yards on the next play. So if you know your defense is playing great with Sweat, with Allen, with Payne, with, with Fuller, with, with, with Forrest, love Forrest at the secondary. If, if, if you can know your defense is going to play well, guess what? In the first quarter, you could have a drive where you run it 12 times, 
You go Robinson, 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 Gibson. Robinson, 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 Gibson. You could do it like you're beatboxing. Make a beat out of it. Robinson, Gibson, Robinson, Gibson. Or you could also go Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin, uh, Robinson. You can mix it up. You could go all pass because you know even if it doesn't work, guess what? Punt it away. We only need to score 21. Our defense is going to bail us out. And at some point in time, you're going to have to say goodbye to some of those, and it's not going to be that free-flowing everything available. It is a luxury to know your defense is going to play well. And there's nothing more frustrating than a defense playing well and an offense can't even give them their 24. Just ask the Denver Broncos. <laughs> what is it? If the Denver Broncos scored 18 points every game, they'd be like 9-2, and two, something crazy like that. Thanks, Russ. Justin Gaithersburg has some thoughts on uh, the, the, the hierarchy of those four defensive linemen, the, the first rounders, as I call them, Sweat, Allen, Payne, and Young. So we'll go to him on the call-in line. The call-in line is open, by the way, 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. Uh, Justin, thanks for calling in. What do you have? Uh, yeah, I was just calling to let everybody know that there's a couple things that need to happen, and the number one thing is that we need to keep paying. Uh, it, the, the dude is worth the money no matter what. And what you're saying is exactly right. We only have a certain time window where our defense is not going to get really, really, really expensive. So the Heineke thing and the Ron Rivera thing is kind of messing us up to begin with <laughs> because they're giving us a, uh, a false sense of, of that we're a really, really good team and we're not. We haven't beat anybody over 500 other than the Eagles. And if you think we can beat teams over 500 with 170 yards passing, a few turnovers, rushing the ball three yards per carry, and somehow winning by 11, it's not going to happen. We need to get rid of we need to get rid of Heineke because he's not the answer. We need to get rid of Ron Rivera because he definitely is not the answer. And we need to make sure that the main part of the D stays for the next coach. And that next coach should be, and I've already called in and said this once, the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. The dude has not let up a point in the second half in four games. We need young minds in there. We need a young offensive coordinator. We need somebody that's under the Shanahan, you know, tree that that knows what to do he can get a young offensive mind in there himself because what we're doing is just making us mediocre and it's going to continue to happen and everybody's going to see it in the next couple weeks when we play like the browns and stuff because the browns is a real defense and now that they have watson it's going to be problems all right, I appreciate I appreciate the call, Justin. Call back in any time, and I appreciate you for for giving it to us again. Since you mentioned you called in earlier, uh, that number is one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. That defensive coordinator for San Fran he was talking about is D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, I mean, if Washington's willing to bring in a former Eagle, hey, who am I to stop him? Uh, but I will say this: uh, both Heineke and or a rookie quarterback, if that's the way they go into the future does allow you to keep that defense intact for a little bit longer because they're going to be cheap. Heineke, even if you bring him, you keep him around, he's not going to get you know quarterback money, and you know what I mean when I say quarterback money, a lot of it. Uh, and also a rookie contract would, would artificially keep that cap number down for a quarterback. So if, if you 
if you spend less at the quarterback position, it is more likely you can keep that defense together for a couple more years. Just make sure you front load those contracts and get that money off the books in time to pay the quarterback eventually. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. You can call in as well, 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. I want to talk about the impact on the division, right? We you, you, Giants twice coming up. You still play the Cowboys. What does this game, Washington at the Giants tomorrow, do to those divisional standings and the mindset of the commanders coming up next? What's going on? Overtime on 106.7 The Fan continuing. A lot of commanders talk with such a big game tomorrow for the commanders. They're taking on the Giants in a game that could, could, right? You never want to, you never want to say wills or definites, could help the commanders climb out of last, pay, last place in the NFC East for the first time in months. But first, uh, callers have some reaction to what we were discussing before the break, which is uh, the, the handling of the defensive line as well as some of the future of the franchise, meaning how open the window is for that defense to play great. Uh, Patrick and Culpepper is on the line. You can call in as well, 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. Patrick, thank you for calling in. What do you have for us? Yeah, so what I wanted to say was with Taylor Heineke, he's actually a pretty good quarterback. A lot of people call it magic. It's not magic. There's no there's no magic. It's not Harry Potter. Uh, what he does, <laughs> his ability to extend plays extends drives. His ability to avoid negative plays and avoid taking sacks, uh, even throwing okay, the ball okay, away. Okay, okay, one second, though. One second, though, Patrick. One, one second, though, Patrick. Let me ask you this. Was it was it skill when he just takes a knee and somehow a 14-year veteran hits him way after the, the whistle? Was was there any magic there? That's that's just being a heady player. I mean, that's that's <laughs> you know taking advantage right. of what I'm just, I'm just giving. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Go go ahead and go back to making your point. So as far as his ability to extend out a play and scramble, that's an that's an ability that's highly mm-hmm. sought after. That's why Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson are doing so well. Justin Fields doesn't do a good job of picking apart defenses and throwing deep balls. Um, so the ability to extend a play and get something rather than nothing is the reason that they're actually with Carson oh. Wentz. And then the other thing is I don't think Ron Rivera is the answer in this in this town. I've actually never been a Skins fan. But if they want to have success, they need to be hiring an offensive-minded head coach. It should be either Eric Bieniemy or, more likely, Byron Leftwich because he's from D.C. I think that'd do a lot for bringing in more fans that have left over the years. Thank you for the call, Patrick. I'm going to, I'm going to address a few of those things. Um, one, you are very, very correct about your, your evaluation with Taylor and, and his ability to extend plays. Now, the comparison, throwing Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields, he's not the type of game-ground runner that those guys are, right? He, he's more of a keep a play alive to throw it away, keep a play alive to pick up four or five yards, keep a play alive to make a completion. He's not a keep a play alive to go run 40 yards downfield and score a touchdown like those other two, which doesn't need to be said, but I want to make sure everybody knew we, we weren't suggesting that. Um, but also... You know, we've had a, a couple callers today suggest that the offensive line is playing better with Heineke than they did with Wentz, which is true. But also, a quarterback can make an offensive line look like they're playing better. If you get rid of the ball quickly, guess what? 
your offensive line only has to block for two seconds rather than four. And, and you know, they might not be playing better, but, but it looks like they are. And then also if you have some elusive elusiveness, right, if you can escape, if you can keep plays alive, then what might have been a sack for a more stationary quarterback – might not be a sack for a more elusive quarterback. One of the stats that I'm going to bring up later on in the show is uh, Indianapolis, the Colts, actually lead the league in sacks allowed. Their quarterbacks have been sacked more than any other quarterback in the league. But, you know, one of, one of their quarterbacks that's played a lot of snaps is Matt Ryan. That guy's an older quarterback who wasn't mobile early in his career. So maybe the offensive line is, is saying, hey, if we had Justin Fields, we wouldn't be in dead last. If we had Lamar Jackson, we wouldn't be in dead last. Or even if we had Taylor Heineke, we wouldn't be in dead last. So he does impact the rest of the team. Uh, quickly here, before the we, we got to get moving, Mark and Reston has, uh, has some comments on the conversations we've been having, specifically what another caller said. Uh, you can call in as well. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Mark, thank you for calling in. What do you have for us? Hey, thanks for taking my call, man. Um, yeah, I have a bone to pick with that last caller before the commercial break. Uh, the guy was okay. saying we're we're playing better than we are. We're not actually a good team. We're only beating teams that are under 500 except the Eagles. I don't care who you beat in this league. Every NFL team is a tough opponent. If you told me we'd be 7 and 5 or 8 and 5 whatever we are by this point in the season, like before the season started, I'd be so happy to hear that. We are the <laughs> hottest team in the league from a win-loss perspective in the past 6 weeks. 2 weeks ago we beat the undefeated division rival. To say we need to fire uh, Ron Rivera after this whole thing is a joke. He's not perfect, of course not. Has he done better from a game script perspective than earlier in the season? Absolutely. If you want a better QB than Taylor, that's fine. His stats aren't great, but you know what stat is great for him? His wins and losses record. He's not a great thrower, but he's a great game manager. I just... I, I had to call in because I cannot understand the loser mentality that a lot of our fans have. Just be happy that we're playing well and that we're in a playoff position right now. And, and, and Mark, thank you for calling in. I want to add this to what Mark said. Like that win against Houston, which is obvious. Like Houston's the worst team in the league. They're going to get the number one overall draft pick. But that's – it's not like they squeaked by, right? They were headed to nothing at half. That's a good win even though it's against a bad team. Sometimes when, when you know, that, that defense is used a lot against programs, against teams. Uh, oh, they, they haven't beaten anyone. They haven't beaten anyone uh, with a winning record, or they haven't beaten anyone that's in the playoff picture. And, and a lot of times I look at it and go, well, how did they beat them? Are they beating bad teams like they're bad teams? Or are they eking them out? I think that Houston win could have been a little changing point there, right? Up 20 to nothing at half, coast to a victory, no stress. That's what a good team looks like against a bad team. Now, you would have liked to have seen them, you know, rough up Atlanta a little bit more and definitely going further back Indianapolis. But if you look like a good team, it doesn't really matter who's on the other side, as long as you look like a good team. Against a good team, if you look like a good team, you might beat them by a point. Against a bad team, if you look like a good team, you'll comfortably be ahead, no stress victories. As long as you're doing that, that's fine. I, I always want to use the eye test rather than just the numbers test. Uh, I want to keep hearing from you. 1-800-636-1067. Get those calls in on the Commanders. A gigantic game tomorrow. I can't, I can't emphasize the level of game against the Giants that they have tomorrow for divisional reasons, playoff reasons, and, and so many other reasons, including... We might see Chase Young. I want to talk about Chase Young. I want to hear from you. Again, that number, 1-800-636-1067. More of Overtime on the fan coming up next. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 